Welcome to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. Alex is one of five Australian certified practitioners through the Institute of Functional Medicine and focuses on identifying the root cause of disease by taking into account an individual's genes, environment and lifestyle for treatment. She's the principal naturopath at Healing Hands Natural Health Centre in Ipswich, Queensland. Along with her talents as a Western herbalist and nutritionist, she has also excelled previously as a midwife and registered nurse. At Alex's practice, health is a right, not a privilege. Welcome, Alex. Thanks, Bindi. It's great to be back in the chair. I really always love our candid conversations. We'll try and, oh, I was going to say, maybe we should try and stick, stay on track today, but um, we may not. That's the, uh, I've got two dogs on my lap and uh, one of them's not happy that the other one's taking up all the space. Dear, dear. Um, so uh, before we get started, we've got the disclaimer, uh, which is you are not a medical doctor. You are one of the seven now uh certified functional medicine practitioners in Australia um, and just look out for imitations. Yeah, look, you know, I probably should say no disrespect for those who want to say they study, they practice functional medicine, just be transparent. Yeah. You're not, you know, there's, there's, there's cheaper courses and you're not certified by the Institute of Functional Medicine. That's, that's, that's a very, um, that's the rare thing. Yeah, and if you are looking to go to a practitioner, do your research. Yeah. Go check them out. Yeah, there's um. You know, and you don't you don't have to be a functional medicine practitioner to be good, but no. it certainly helps you connect mm. the dots. It's pretty categorically one of the best things I ever did in all, all the pieces of paper I got on my wall, I tell you. <laughs> so that's really good. So today we're talking about vitamin D deficiency. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about vitamin D mm. um, because there is, uh, yeah, and deficiency definitely. Um, vitamin D, it's, it's the vitamin, there's two camps of vitamin D. There's, I know there's a, a big group that say that supplementing with vitamin D is dangerous and all you need is the magnesium 3 and 8 to bring it across or whatever. Look, I've, I've, I've looked at all that stuff and that's great if that works for you, but it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Right? Vitamin D is actually a hormone. Yeah. Um, and it comes from the sun mm-hmm. and from um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of fatty foods. So straight away we've got a problem, haven't yeah. we? Because the slip, slop, slap campaign in Australia has worked very well. Mm. Um, we don't basically get outdoors much, especially um, in, when, when whole cities have been in lockdown for months on end. I know, well, Melbourne, poor old Melbournians, mm. um, sending your love, Melbournians. And um, I think it's, where's Buenos Aires? Is that Argentina? Yep. Sorry, with all due respect, I should know that. I think Argentina's been in lockdown for a long time too. Yeah. So... Um, so you know you're not even getting out in the sun, mm. um, you know. And this whole this whole idea of putting your palms in the sun for five minutes is enough to give you the adequate vitamin D never has sat well with me either. Because fat vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. So I don't know about you, but my palms are probably the skinniest part of me. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that one. Yeah, that's that's what they that's. I think it's that people are starting to realise that's actually. Probably a bit of an urban myth, but it's <laughs> something that the medical, um, like mainstream medicine, has been saying for a while. Really? Um, yeah. So, so vitamin D deficiency is becoming a thing now. Even in even if um, uh, even if you do get in the sun, you know whether whether you're going to absorb it or not. So, 
Just personal story, I was born in Germany, so I've got the nice freckled Scandinavian skin for a reason because we're far away from the equator in Germany, unlike um, where I moved to in Papua New Guinea where you're really close to the equator and people have a darker skin. Mm. That's a protection, right? The darker your skin, the less you're going to absorb vitamin D. Mm. So theoretically I should be sucking that stuff in really well. But we moved to PNG in the 70s. There was only the really, really bad sunscreen, which I think it actually made it worse. So I burnt. Mm. And then, of course, I hated the feel of the vitamin of the um, sunscreen on my face and, and everything, so I'd wash it off very immediately. Um, and then when in my early 30s I was diagnosed with a melanoma, mm. um, which I know now is actually a vitamin D deficiency disease. And I, I was in a bit of a spin. I thought, well, how could I be? Because I always burnt. Yeah. Right. But when you get to that point of erythema, that vitamin D sort of it turns off because it's trying to protect itself. I've done my genes. I've actually found out that I've got five different SNPs mutations on my genes that affect not only how I absorb it but transport it and activate it. Um, and everyone, I don't know unless you get your genes tested what those genes are. So I think I was a bit of a uh, sitting duck to get melanoma. The other thing I did, as I said, was I'd run run inside with soap and water and wash it off. Now, naturopathic, well, a lot of naturopaths say that we can, you know, it takes 48 hours to absorb that vitamin D into our skin. I actually have been looking into this recently and can't actually find any research. So it could be true mm. and it may not be true. 48 hours, you reckon? Yeah, because the fat's soluble. Like oh, it's, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what I suggest, it doesn't matter if it's not true. It won't hurt that you can certainly have a shower. Just wash your smelly bits with soap. <laughs> you don't need to have soap on your like on your face or on your arms unless you've been in the chookyard or whatever. Yeah. Right? So just be mindful of that. Um, uh, past a certain um, latitude and longitude, you're not, there's not even adequate vitamin D in, um, in the atmosphere or in the sunshine. And I think it's south of Sydney. Really? It could even be Newcastle. Really? Yeah. Even us beautiful sunny Queenslanders um, don't get enough vitamin D in winter. Because it's only exactly when they tell you we shouldn't be in the sun that vitamin D can get absorbed through our skin between 10 and 2. It's basically if the shadow's taut shorter than you are. If you stand in the – that's just – I mean, it's not it's not a scientific thing. But if you stand in the, in the sun and go, oh, yeah, my shadow's shorter than me, I'm absorbing vitamin D now. Um, so it's no surprise that 75% of Australians are vitamin D deficient. Now, this is deficiency in the medical terminology. Yep. So what, let's just quickly go, what is a deficiency disease? A deficiency disease is a disease um, that will cause a symptom, mm. right? So vitamin D deficiency disease is rickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this number of 49 nanomoles per litre of vitamin D, anything below that you, you're actually likely to get rickets, right, wow. softening of the bones. And, of course, there's an adult because our bones are hardened, it doesn't manifest quite that much. But that's what vitamin D deficiency is. There's different, vi- like scurvy, vitamin C deficiency and stuff. But here I'll pose to you, Bindi. Do we just want to be not deficient or do we actually want to be replete? Mm. Right? Because there's a difference. There's a huge difference. And this is what I have problems with when people say we don't need to supplement. I think if we lived a less sanitised lifestyle and still lived outside, I do honestly think there is such a thing as a healthy tan. Mm. So, um, so you know, so I've just got a, I've got a, 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 some research in front of me, which I am going to read out because there is quite a lot of 
um, information on it and I'll try not to make it too boring. So first and foremost, I think the confusion comes because people come to me and say, oh, my vitamin D is fine, it's 49 I said, well, congratulations, you're not going to get rickets. So the, the problem is Australia in particular has different um, units. We use nanomole per litre. In America, and this is when I studied functional medicine, this is, this is a research paper from functional medicine, um, they use nanogram per mil. Mm. So basically if we're going to do the conversion, one nanogram per mil equals two and a half nanomole per litre. Now I know, I know your eyes are bleeding, mine always do when I talk maths. So I did the actual, um, I did the conversions. So when we're looking at a vitamin D level of 49 nanomole per litre, which is what they say in Australia is not deficient, that equates to 19.6 nanogram per mil. Right. So anything over 50 nanogram per mil is optimal. Mm. So is that the confusion to start with? Just the just the the conversion rates are being confused. Yeah. So if you have a vitamin D level of forty nine or over, congratulations, you won't get rickets. Mm. But you've got a seventy five greater risk, not rate, risk of colon cancer. Is that right? Yes. Wow. So how about that? So you want that to be over fifty in our terminology. If you have a vitamin D of 75 nanomole per litre, that's the Australian, or 30 nanogram, that's the American, you have got, if you're lower than that, an increased risk of calcium loss from bones, osteoporosis, you've got a poorer wound healing, increased muscle and joint pain, back pain, greater risk of depression, increased risk of diabetes, increased risk of schizophrenia, increased risk of migraines, increased risk of autoimmune diseases, um, increased risk of allergies, uh, increased risk of preeclampsia, which is a pregnancy-induced um, hypertension, and increased risk of inflammation. And, of course, we know inflammation is the bloody root of all evil, mm. right? So we want to be over 75 in the Australian numbers or 30 in the American numbers before we actually uh, – and the rest of the world numbers, I should say – Yeah, um, is before we can prevent or help decrease our risks of that. We wanted over 85, which is now considered suboptimal levels. Yeah. Right? Which is 30 to 50 in um, in the rest of the world. If our vitamin D levels are over 85, we decrease, we halve our risk of heart attack. Wow. We decrease our risk of blood pressure. We with we decrease our risk of multiple sclerosis by a third. And this is why when people come in and they've got a vitamin D of forty nine and and and, I, and and God bless them and we've it's like it's scratching teeth trying to get this level checked, mm. right? Yeah, and that's the other thing is, and you and I have been through this with me. Yes, and mine is dangerously low. Yeah, yes. Um, and just getting that tested in Australia is is a real challenge, right? Yeah, yeah it is because they took it off the free list. And it's not the doctor's fault. No, they get into trouble if they do it. Mm. Um, we can do it privately. It costs you about. Um, God, I think it's about 60 Australian dollars. Yeah. But, you know, it's better if you can. So if, you know, it's sometimes it's just easier. Um, I have people quite, breast cancer's on the, on the rise, yeah. right? So, you know, um, if your vitamin D levels, and this is where I think it gets confusing, a vitamin D level of over 50 nanograms per mil is considered an optimal level. That's the American 
um, version. Mm. In Australia, that's 125. Now, I've had doctors tell their patients that's too high. Really? Yes. And I'll explain why that is in, a me- in, in, in shortly. But if your vitamin D level is over 50 American, 125 Australian, you half your risk of breast cancer. Mm. 50%, no, actually rates, 50% reduction in breast cancer, decreased risk of all solid cancers. So I'm, I'm getting alarm bells here. <laughs> I know. And the thing is, this is why I, when people say, I'll just take some magnesium three and eight, you'll be right, I actually do end up getting a little panicky and having to take some fashion flower, mm. literally, because I'm going, no, it's not. The research shows you it's not. And everyone, and I'll talk about it shortly, where I'm not finished yet, um, that, you know, the hypocalcemia, the renal calcium, the kidney stone, sorry, and all that sort of stuff, that's what people are worried about. And I'll explain where that, um, that came from in a minute. Um, if I have patients with cancer, and I have also checked with a lot of my um, functional medicine cancer specialist friends and colleagues, you want it between 200 and 250 Australian values. Mm. Um, that is 80 to 100 American value because you actually slow the cancer rate down. Wow. It works like almost like a chemotherapy. That's incredible. Right. And, and this is no claims. I'm not claiming to cure you people. This is research. We have the research. I've got it in front of me. Mm. Right. So this is not, I'm not making any fraudulent claims. And I'm, saying, I'm not actually saying I can cure your cancer. I'm not saying that at all. But just look at these numbers. Mm. You know, and cancer in itself is a multifactorial disease, factorial disease. You're not going to just start ramping up the vitamin D and then, you know, if you do this in, you know, in, in, um, in isolation, you are going to end up with kidney stones. Yeah. So it's when they start getting over 250 Australian, you may get some toxic symptoms. But, you know, you, you want to have um, the, those levels quite high for some months. Mm. So, you know, I, and, and, you know, and the, the, the change is coming because I've got a ca- patient who's um, a breast cancer recoverer and her vitamin D was 30, Australian mm-hmm. va- values. Um, so the doctor acknowledges and said, you take a vitamin D tablet, God bless him. And um, change doctors and we've got it at 200 and this doctor's going, that's fantastic. That's where we want to be. So the, the information's getting out there. Yeah. Um, so this is why I bang, and that's just, I mean, we know it decreases risk of melanoma. Mm. You know, we, I, I need to be over 85 Australian values yep. to get to, to, to make sure my melanoma doesn't raise its ugly head again. Mm. Well, it's not not make sure, but to help, you know, ensure. Um, so the, the thing is, like anything, and I bang on about this too, is we don't like any nutrient in isolation. Yeah. So if you've got a vitamin D of 30 and you're a breast cancer recoverer, don't go, oh, shit, I'll take 10 vitamin D tablets a day because you will end up with problems mm. because it's not just the vitamin D deficiency that caused this cancer. It's about alkalization and all that sort of stuff, right? We, but the other thing is vitamin D works very closely with another vitamin called vitamin K2. Yeah. Okay. So uh, and other minerals. It's never They're never just one-trick ponies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh? So I always say it's like a school bus. There's lots of different seats on that school bus. One or two might be vitamin D, some are vitamin K, whatever. It eventually will get to our destination, but we need all of the school kids on the bus, not just one of them. Yeah. So um, so what, what I generally do when people have such frighteningly low vitamin D levels, I, I, I supplement them with just a routine vitamin K supplement, K, K2, not K1, they're, they're different. Mm-hmm. K1's for blood clotting. Um, and we'll... Um, 
and then we'll get we'll get on to the and I do do some heroic doses, but that's only because I've been trained to do it. Mm. You know, and um, and it, it's interesting because in Australia, because there'd probably be a few people in India nodding at me now because I know in Dubai and Pakistan you can get vitamin D tablets of twenty thousand units, which is equivalent to twenty tablets in Australia. Wow! So you know it's out there, and what look at these the darker skinned people who have probably got the and and, and a lot of um, are covered. And who, if you've been to Dubai, don't be spending too much time in that sunshine. Mm. You know, um, I remember being there at seven o'clock in the morning, and it was forty degrees. <laughs> no some bacon going on there. <laughs> um, so, so that that's the sunshine um, component of it. But of course, you know, then you you go to Scandinavia and stuff, and 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 um, and you, there'd be no vitamin D in the atmosphere mm. at all, right? So, how do they get their vitamin D? Oh, that's a very cool question. It's through the fatty foods. Yeah. The foods that we no longer eat. So first problem, slip, slop, slap. Mm-hmm. Second problems inside games and, and we're modern-day cave people, right, and and um, and activities become more indoors than outdoors, especially, and then we've got a pandemic, let's put that in there. Yeah. Not the ball in the air. And then everyone, when's the last time you've had some cod liver mm. or, li- or liver in general or kidneys? People don't eat that anymore. No. Or even dairy. Mm. Dairy's got some vitamin D in it. Mm. No one eats dairy. Um, fish liver is really high and vitamin A as well. I mean, that's a, you know, vitamin A is um, it's good in combination. All the fats, A, D, E, K, go together. Mm. They're the fat-soluble vitamins. And they, oh, surprise, it's all in the food together. Mm. You know, when you look at um, the um, Inuit peoples yeah. of Alaska, they don't, get anything from their sunshine, well, they get lots of beautiful things from their sunshine, but certainly not vitamin D. Um, they don't actually get a lot of vitamin C rich foods because it bloody don't grow there. Yeah. Right? But what they do is they eat lots of blubber. Mm. They eat lots of fish, livers and kidneys and um, offal. Yeah. Right? They eat top to tail. Mm. And they're getting their vitamin C because it's only, I think it's only primates that can't make their own vitamin C. Mm. So they're getting the vitamin C from all these beautiful wild-caught organic foods they eat. Yeah. So and they're going to get a lot of vitamin D that way. So um, I think it's a it's a two-factor a two-factored approach in in the Western society that we don't get out enough, that we don't um, we protect ourselves, and, and you know that's I've had a melanoma, so I I don't like getting burnt. Mm. So I um, always make sure that I just. You know, I do, as I said, I do think that oh, I'm tanned. Well, I'm tanned as much as I can be tanned, let's face it. Mm. But um, don't be too scared of the sun. Don't burn. Don't burn. I think there's healthy boundaries you can replace around that as well. Like, um, yeah, we're not saying go out and sunbake for hours. No. But, you know, it's just the incidental sun that you get. Yeah, it's beautiful. And actually purposely doing that instead of, you know, locking yourself inside. And I know, you know, the last two years it's been a challenge yes. being in lockdown for much of that. Um, but... Just purposely just going in your backyard for a little bit. Yeah. Just yeah. 10 minutes. Absolutely. You know, have a little walk around. That is all you need. That's correct. Mm. You don't actually need more, especially in Australia. Other parts of the world you may need a little bit more. Mm. Um, glass, incidentally, blocks vitamin D. Really? Yes. Mm. So don't can't sit inside in the sunny room. It doesn't work either. See how – see this? And even in your car. That's, correct. Yeah. So – and we know vitamin D. What was it? For immunity, you know, vitamin D. You talk to you. I've been I've been having a lot of discussions and dialogues with a lot of my colleagues in the view of this current virus. Vitamin, no, I'm not saying vitamin D cures COVID. I am in no way saying this, but the numbers that are starting to come out is that if to help 
decrease the risk of secondary COVID syndrome, amongst other things, diabetes, and yep. uh, that's the biggest risk, um, type 2 well, type two diabetes, um, is a, a, a repleteness, is that even a word? Being vitamin D replete of 150 seems to be the magic number. Mm-hmm. But please don't go out and start swallowing 10 vitamin D tablets a day because you're only going to do yourself a disservice. And it's the same thing, cheap and nasty. You buy cheap, you're going to get cheap and nasty. Soy oil from China or stuff like that, you know, mm. there's, there's, there's different ways. Um, get the purest you can. So vitamin D is so important. Uh, as I said, always used in combination with the other fat solubles. And, yes, yes, I do use it with magnesium but not in its isolation. I think one thing you bring up there, and I, I see a bit of a trend in working with you, that um, as you talk about vitamins, they don't work in isolation. So, no. um, you know, in this example, we've talked about uh, vitamin D working with K2. And I yes. know when you gave it to me, you gave it to me with that. And yes. I was like, why? And yes, now you've explained why. Yes. Um, another example of that is like iron and having vitamin C with it. Yes. Uh, because it yes. helps the absorption rate. Yes. Yes. So, you know, nothing is ever in isolation. So please don't go out to the supermarket and double down on whatever vitamin you think you're deficient in um, because you're probably just going to end up with expensive wee and potentially do some damage. And push something else into deficiency. That's often exactly. what happens. Yeah. So, you know, with the cheap, nasty iron, all of a sudden your copper and zinc will be low. Yeah. You know, so it, it's always there, there's always more than one school kid on that bus, mm. you know. Um, there was something else that you brought out that I was just going to say and comment about vitamin D, but that's gone, so we'll leave it. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 get 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 professional help with this, you know. And you can always get it from your food. If you if you like liver, eat liver. Liver pate, it's great. I love liver pate. Mushrooms is another one that we oh, were just talking about you. before. Um, mushrooms. Really any of the mushroom family are going to help in the yeah. vitamin D uh, area. But we have to sun them. Did you know that? Yeah. We have to put them in the sun for an hour. Yeah. And we'll absorb vitamin D because essentially vitamin D is radiation and mushrooms absorb radiation. That is so uber cool. So I give these mushrooms a bit of a suntan before you put them in the fridge. Mm. And being fat soluble, they are quite stable. It is quite stable. It's not like the water solubles that you will um, wear quite quickly. Um, yeah, and um, eat the fatty fish. Don't eat the fish that's farmed. I mean, it's really interesting. You can go into some supermarkets and see the salmon. Everyone buys salmon and it's a salmon colour. Guess what? Salmon should actually be right orange. Mm. And um, the, where I buy it in the supermarket, I, I I was at this checkout and I accidentally, I think I've already talked to you about this, picked up one of the farmed ones Yeah. and I had the free-range ones and I because they come in all pre-wrapped in plastic, unfortunately. But anyway, so there was a young, oh, I shouldn't have done it, but I'd do it. You know, maybe 10 years' time you may remember. A young guy on the checkout. And I said, see, this is the difference. Look at the difference in colour. And he went, yeah, whatever, lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's interesting. I, I made, well, I, I don't know whether it was a conscious decision or not, but I couldn't get the salmon I normally would mm. get uh, because I don't get the the farmed. I normally get the the um, free range, wild yeah. caught, um, and um, oh, I ended up with some Norwegian one, and the colour and the taste was completely different. It was it was horrible. Oh, it was farmed, was it? Yeah. All oh, right. And I was like, oh, like they just side by side, they look so different. Yeah, they're just oily and slimy. Yeah, just no flavour. Yeah. It was, and so the the dogs got it. All oh, right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Tasted <laughs> well. So look, does it mean there's no fat soluble vitamins in farmed salmon? Probably. 
not. There is probably there is something in that food. There's right? some value in it, but yeah. it's not quite the same. No. And like the colour from that pink comes from the food they put it in, whereas in the wild court they eat the krill, which is yeah. that colour. Um, it's interesting, my, my lovely daughter and son-in-law, they've just recently moved back from Canada and when we used to WhatsApp them and they'd show us the salmon swimming or spawning upstream. Yeah. And it's just fascinating, yeah. isn't it? So we do want to have a sort of a sustainable thing um, and I get why they farm it. Mm. Um, and But um, just eat less, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, that's what I was going to say before. So I've, it's something interesting. So, you know, we're a metabolic balance coach. Yep. And you yourself are on the program. And you and if we check your vitamin D, it'll probably be coming up because we store our vitamin D in our fat because mm. it's fat-soluble, right? So chances are if you've got a BNI over 26, you may have a problem with vitamin D deficiency. Mm. You're sequestering it all away. On the same token, when you release that fat, you're getting all that yummy vitamin D. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And that's the same. You eat fat on the meat. And what do they say? Take the fat off, whatever, you know. And a lot of those, well, actually feedlot is in the sun. But, you know, a lot of kales are barn-raised and chickens are barn-raised and they never see the sun. Yeah, not all fat is bad. No, most fat is, well, all, the fat their great-granny really recognised is good, mm. you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that's vitamin D in a nutshell. Yeah, so really in a nutshell it is a bit of a delicate balance, isn't it? It's got nut, vitamin D is nuts too, by the way. Not a lot, but they're really yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, it is a balance, and it's so important for immunity. And and you know, you look at you want it to be over eighty five before you decrease your risk of autoimmune disease because mm. that's the immune system gone haywire. Even people come to me for fertility. I check their vitamin D. When you are a woman trying to fall pregnant, you are receiving foreign cells, as in the sperm. Mm. We want our vitamin D to be right, so our immune system's not arced up. Mm. So there's always connections and dots. So it's not just about rickets. Yeah. There's so much we can do mm. um, to actually improve our mm. health just by focusing on, on these couple of vitamins and, and just making sure that school bus is yeah. full, as you yeah. say. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, get, so having said that, let me say this. No one, no one will get harmed if they take a vitamin D tablet a day. In Australia, the 1,000 units. Mm. It's not going to hurt you to take one a day, mm. ever. Mm. Ever, so. but just do what you can and yeah. and just start. Yeah, and eat eat your good fat. Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. For more information on functional medicine in Alex's practice, visit healinghandsipswich.com.au. dot